Today on CityCast Salt Lake, hi there, it's Emily Means, the lead producer of this show. Our host, Ali Vallarta, is out of office for the next couple of weeks. I think she said something about eating raclette in the French Alps with Rudy Gobert. Anyway, today on the show, we're talking about talking. Specifically, what defines the Utah accent? Personally, I'm from Layton, Utah, so I asked accent and dialect coach Stacy Jensen, what is the deal with how Utahns speak? It's Monday, August 29th, 2022. I'm Emily Means, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Stacey Jensen, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. It's so good to have you. Hello, welcome, welcome to you as well. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so Stacy, you're a theater professor and a dialect coach. How did you become interested in accents? Um, do you know we moved around a lot when I was a little kid? And I was so interested that different people spoke differently and even different family groups. Um, I lived in LA a little bit as a kid and my friends all had different family groups. Many of them were first generation. And so my ear got caught on turns of phrases. Mm -hmm. And my family, my extended family is mostly in Utah. So we would come visit Utah and I'd go, what is this now? <laughs> what, what were you so surprised by? I mean, I guess like, w give me an example of, you know, something that really piqued your ear. Well, Emily, it's just so good to see ya. I mean, I haven't seen you in so long and you're just such a okay. special spirit. <laughs> okay. I feel personally attacked oh, no, here, Stacey. No, no. <laughs> so you spent a, at least a decade of your life here in Utah when you were younger. And when do you think you really started to piece together how Utahns sound? Uh, do you know, I was always curious about it as a kid. Now that I'm a dialect coach, I can pick apart what it was that caught my ear. But the, the main thing that I caught was that sometimes somebody's face didn't match their voice. Okay. And I saw a lot of what I now know is called code switching, which is where people match the vocal patterns of the person that they're talking to. Mm -hmm. And there's this very strong kind of communal way that people's accents get stronger as they talk to each other and they're part of a community and live in that community and spend a lot of time around each other. Um, so that was the first time where I went, what is this now? Mom talks one way with us, one way with her sisters, one way, um, my mom was LDS, one way with people in her religious community. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was the first time that I really picked up on what is this? And my sisters and I would kind of imitate what we were hearing. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I kind of had a feeling that the Utah accent might be related to uh, LDS Mormon culture in some way or another. So do you find that that's generally true? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I'll, I have to start with a land acknowledgement and just acknowledging that this land is named after the Ute tribe and that we are actually li living on the traditional and ancestral homeland of the Go uh, Shoshone, Paiute, Goshute, and Ute tribes. Um, so the accent that I'm kind of referring to is the Utah accent. That is the people who migrated, um, these kind of that maybe were of European ancestry that migrated to Utah. And I think that's what's really unique about the Utah dialect is it's very much informed by this LDS migration. 
And you have groups of people that came from Palmyra, New York. So you'll hear lots of things in the Utah accent that is actually Northeastern U.S. Mm. <laughs> and then you'll hear things from kind of like the Kirkland, Ohio area, that there's dialect features that come from that region. Um, and if you follow this kind of LDS migration, you'll see there's like a huge Scandinavian influence there's a huge influence from England, um, especially like southwestern England. Um, there's there's a little bit of Irish, okay, Spanish fork and American fork. Fark, fark, okay, is Irish. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm glad that that's a real thing yeah. because I swear. One time, I used to be a politics reporter, uh, Stacy, but um, I've definitely heard former Governor Gary Herbert, who is from American Fork, okay. say that he was from Mark and Fark. <laughs> so yeah, this is like, yeah. this is a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's Irish. Okay, okay. It's all coming together now. Yeah. Um, so is there a variety of accents throughout Utah? Like someone who is born and raised in Salt Lake City, do they sound different compared to someone who's in St. George or, like we just mentioned, American Fork? Yeah, absolutely. So with dialects, you look at how, how much exposure do people in a community have to different accents. So in Salt Lake City, we have a lot of people that are moving here that aren't from here. Um, so you're having a, a constant influx of new ways of speaking that the kind of native population will absorb. Um, Salt Lake in and of itself is an urban center. Um, but it's interesting. The thing about Salt Lake is that I noticed that as far as being an urban center, it has more in common with rural areas than maybe traditional urban things that we would expect to hear in a dialect. Okay. You mean in other places around the country? Yeah. So so traditionally what you'd expect to see, and I'll, I'll kind of like say that I, after I left Utah, I went to San Francisco and New York, and then I lived in London for four years, was in New York for eight years. Um, and in urban centers, you'll see people talk very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Time is money. They don't have time. You know, um, you will also expect that things are said more directly and they'll have like a downward inflection. So New York is prime of that, right? Like it'd be like, hey, what do you want? Okay, I got to go here. I got to go here. I got to go get out of my way. What are you doing? You know, it's going to bump, 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 bump. It's going to be really fast and it's going to be like a statement. Aggressive. That's, you know what? I mean, see, that's that's an interpretation of, of sure, vocal sure. features, right? <laughs> so like, yeah, to, to the Salt Lake City, what's unique about Salt Lake City in my experience, and I'm sure people have lots of experiences, but it's a fairly big city, but you don't hear direct and you don't hear quick and you don't hear downward inflections a lot. Okay. The tempo of the Salt Lake City accent is just, it's a lot more leisurely and it's just kind of a little sing-songy and it's just people are taking t- their time and you're going to hear a lot more kind of upward inflections. So even though I'm not making a lot of sound changes right now, I'm just kind of going slower and I'm a little more musical and laid back. and. Okay. That kind of thing. So it's that's kind of classified as being more indirect. Got it. Versus Got it. direct. So that's what that kind of ties all of Utah together, I think, is that the tempo is slower and the inflection patterns, the melody, there's a, a melody to it and there's a lot of upward inflections. Right. Well, you know, we kind of like a leisurely lifestyle here in 
yeah. the great the great state of Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So does the Utah accent have a name? Because I know in my head what a Midwestern accent sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, do people know the Utah accent by name? Do you know what? I don't think so. Um, so I think people might have assumptions, but I don't know if it's widespread known exactly what it is. My one caveat is what I would call religious editing. Tell me more. I'm I think intrigued. that's what we're <laughs> that's what we're known for around the world. Um, so you know, if we talk about the LDS Church being a major impact on the way that we speak here, um, swearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know her. There's very, very creative. And I think that is the thing that people will most associate is kind of like, oh, my heck, and for mm-hmm. heck's sake, and fetch. <laughs> fetch, is, fetch is a really special one. I'm partial to frick myself. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Religious editing. Yeah. Grew up with a lot of that, you know, uh, growing up in Layton, Utah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I feel that. Um, so, Stacy, you know, given your theatrical background, if you've got someone like an Australian actor mm-hmm. and you need to teach them to sound like a salt laker, mm-hmm. what does that process look like? Yeah. Do you know, first we, we break accent delivery down into different categories. Um, so one thing that you have to train anybody that's coming and doing like a, a general American accent is to where there's an R, speak the R. Um, what's interesting about the Utah dialect and the R in the Utah dialect is it's very hard and it's kind of more chewy. So instead of saying, oh, it's really red and rosy, you know, Utah might go, mm-hmm. oh, it's really red and rosy. It's like R, 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 R. It's kind of oh my God. further back. Yeah. Yeah, which okay. which is southwestern England. It's fun. That's where the pirates hmm. came from. So we have kind of it's arg. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got have it. a little bit more of that. We also the L is also muscular. So the tongue and the back of the throat is a place that I would focus on training them to kind of get that sound. Um, we would absolutely play with melody and musicality, and kind of this upward glide. Mm-hmm. And taking your time, and I'll, I'll say I I I know that there are some people that will hear that and maybe feel that there's a criticism in it, which there there isn't. Um, I think the beauty of an indirect dialect that takes its time and has upward glides in it is it's very conversational and communal. It's it's invitational. It's saying, I want you to respond to me and I'm taking my time and this is the only thing that matters right now. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Sounds nice. Yeah. I'm biased, of course. (laughs) I mean, it's really funny, you know, hearing you break down this accent to me because, you know, I've kind of grown up like, my accent's not that strong. But now I'm like, oh, man, (laughs) she has me pegged. So, uh, and it's a spectrum. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. for me, I wouldn't be able to tell from listening to you. Oh, she's from Utah or anything like that. It's it's some people um, really lean into a Utah dialect, um, and then some people just kind of flirt with it. Sure. Um, so, what are some really notable Utah sounds? You mentioned that that hard R, um, kind of a, a lilting L, I guess. Um, what are words that you really associate with? Utah and the way Utahns speak. Yeah. Do you know, we have our classics where we uh, drop the T's, 
which is common in general American. Like right. uh, when I when I was dialect coaching in uh, London, I would have to teach them to drop their teas. So hot chocolate becomes hot chocolate. Yeah. Uh, what's unique about Utah, they do this in a few other places, but it's specifically uh, part of the Utah dialect. When they drop the tea, it's not like a glottal stop. So it's not like hot chocolate where it's kind of soft. Mm-hmm. It's more like hot chocolate. So it's kind of, there's a little bit of a, it's it's called oral release. So instead okay. of instead of like a uh-oh, uh-oh, glottal stop sound, uh-oh, it's more of, it's floating out in the air and they're kind of trying to chew it back into their mouth. So like huh. The mountains. Yeah, I'm <laughs> familiar with that. And, yeah, Leighton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you'll hear, you'll hear the dropped T, um, but it's really pronounced that it's dropped. Okay. There's more of an attack to dropping it than just kind of omitting it, if that makes sense. But, you know, like Salt Lake is growing. Um, we have had a huge population boom in this state over the past decade or more. New people are moving here all the time. How does that influence the way we sound here in Utah? Yeah, I think it's exactly what you said is sometimes you might absorb what you think the assumptions are that other people are making about you based on the way that you speak. Um, so yeah, in the East Coast, and there's there's some cultures where they'll really try to clip their T's or be a heightened awareness of being well-spoken, like kind of I'm thinking posh England and all that kind of stuff. Um, so there, there can be that influence or just a heightened awareness because it's being pointed out to you that you have some sort of regionalism that other people are hearing. Um, but I think there's a marriage that starts to happen because what I'll say about like dropping teas and another feature that always happens, you know, is that we tend to be like, oh, I'm going to go to the store. How are you? How are you? And so how are you? I'm going to. Mm-hmm. There's this kind of relaxed informality that happens in speaking with people. And it seems to happen almost, I would really say at any status level, you'd hear a, a CEO and you'd hear um yeah, anybody. The speaker of the Utah House, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the the thing, I mean, if you want to put a, a positive spin on all that, the beautiful thing is there really is this emphasis on not trying to be above anyone, trying to be equal. There's this almost kind of colloquial, down-to-earth, folksy, like, I'm in this with you. I care about who you are. Talk to me. Um, rather than I would say sometimes people that are very interested in pronouncing everything correctly, it might be like trying to hit a status thing or, or something mm-hmm. um, that you might hear in other places. So I think that's a unique, beautiful thing in Utah is there's an informality. Um, my husband has has loved it. He lived in London for 19 years and he came here and he's just loved it. I mean, he's an instant celebrity because he's got a Scottish accent. Right. It's easy but for he, them. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he's felt that invitation of people slowing down to really ask him how he's doing and want to listen and um, kind of being more relaxed in the way that they're pronouncing things makes him feel like he belongs more than he has felt in other places. Yeah. What do you think Salt Lake will sound like in 20 years? Oh, wow. Well, now we're talking about things like social media and TikTok and, you know, there's, I think, we're so influenced, I think, by the rest of the world now. We have more access to the way other people speak. I think that's, I, 
there's a good chance we will still use uh, some religious editing, I would think. <laughs> I think, oh my heck, and gosh, and all that stuff is kind of here to stay. Um, I think dropping T's is still going to be a thing. Um, but already we've seen some shifts, like my aunts, who I think grew up around Magna, West Valley, they would often say to me, oh, for cute, oh, for special, oh, you just look, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're so sweet. And they just kind of would talk like this. And I'm right. not I'm not really hearing as much of this anymore as I did when I was growing up. It's kind of smoothed out. And this for cute and all that, which was Scandinavian, actually. Um, oh. Yeah, there's certain things that have just started to... Mellow out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Stacey Jensen... Appreciate you for being Aye. here. Wink, wink. You're a special Thanks spirit, Thanks so much Emily. for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Hey, our Wednesday show is about the best thrifting in and around Salt Lake City. So where is your favorite place to score gently used treasures? And what is your proudest thrift store find? We want to hear from you, so leave us a voicemail at 801-203-0137, and we might play it on the show. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Appreciate you. Yeah, well, milk, I mean, milk, 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 that's a, yeah, milk, <laughs> milk, milk, yeah, milk. I would, I would say milk, Okay. I, which I think is how... Most people would say it, but maybe not yeah. in Utah. Milk. Milk. Yeah. Um, what is on top of your house that the rain would drop on? Mm. I see. You're trying to trick me. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would call it a roof, but I know yeah, not great. everyone would call it a roof. Yeah. Some people say rough. Yeah. 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 A rough. Or like, um, what what is a wild animal that's in the dog family? Oh, a wolf. A wolf. A wolf. A wolf. <laughs> yeah, a wolf. <laughs> yep, yep. What do you draw on paper with as a little kid that comes in packs of oh. like multiple colors and stuff? Oh, I would call it a crayon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Crayon instead of crayon. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. crayon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what about, okay. Let's say that we're doing some business together. We shake hands. We've made a dill. <laughs> What's the deal with that? <laughs> yep. <laughs>